Uncut Voices, Time During Quarantine, a unique podcast by a professor student duo, Vinita Dwivedi and Parth Thakkar. Hello everyone, welcome to Uncut Voices. I have with me my co-host, Professor Vinita Dwivedi. In our last episode, we spoke about fake news. But in today's episode, we're going to touch on the topic of real news or the actual news. What do you say, ma'am? It's very well said, Par, that is there anything called real news? Our timeline is crowded with uh, full of updates, advice, cures, warnings. And it is almost like a contagion of misinformation. So to talk about this in today's podcast, we have a very special guest, our Professor Anant Narayan from SPJMR and also another one of our students, Sanidya Agarwal, joining us. Hello, everyone. Hi, Vinita. Hi, Parth. Hi, Sanidya. So, Anand, you are on social media a lot and you read so much. Uh, would you say that it, this is arguably the first infodemic? It's the first time that so much uncertainty is just filling our life with so much information and a lot of it is something that we should look at with a lot of uh, skepticism, don't you think? It's always been like this way, Vinita. So I guess uh, when you call this an infodemic, um, the first thing which strikes me is uh, for those of us who are introverts and kind of caught on social media, we've preparing, we've been preparing all our lives for this kind of an event, right? Uh, and we're kind of cocking a snoop at everybody else and saying, so what's new? We've been doing this all our lives. But, but you're absolutely right. Um, you know, uh, there is a lot of data and information out there, particularly for somebody like me who has this morbid interest in markets. And, and you know, Vinita, that uh, markets move based on, on rumors, on information, on data. For me to be able to track markets or at least keep abreast of what's happening there, uh, I need to try and get as much information and perspectives as possible. Uh, and you're right. Who knows what is right, what is not right, and, and what is fake and what's been planted. Uh, the way I like to look at it, uh, Vinita, is uh, one is trying to seek perspectives. Um, and you have to take every single perspective with a healthy degree of skepticism. And um, if that's one thing that social media teaches you, it is don't take everything at face value, irrespective of what the source is. Uh, make sure you try and cross-check that with two or three uh, other sources. By the way, one quick point. One of the reasons why I'm active on social media is I'm a very, very poor reader. Uh, it's been It's been ages since I read a full book completely. I find it far easier to handle the 280 characters of Twitter uh, than the 280 pages of any regular book, which would give me a lot more information, to be honest. Fair enough, Anand. I should have said that you are an avid reader of Twitter. That would have been more appropriate. <laughs> and sir is our very own alt news. Right? He, he's fact-checking in, in real time. Uh, really, let's let's talk about Twitter for a moment now. How do we handle the information coming on Twitter? What is your strategy? As I said, uh, Vinita, you know, first few things. One is uh, One is looking for perspectives. Typically, when, when I take a class on markets, I, I try and tell the students about uh, good data sources, you know. Uh, so if you're looking at international markets, you know, FT, uh, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Economist. And in India, of course, you have Business Standard, Bloomberg Quint, CNBC, maybe a bunch of other channels, etc. Unfortunately, there are so many such data sources, including Newswire, such as uh, uh, erstwhile Reuters, Bloomberg, Cogensis, etc., uh, there is just a vast amount of data which and, and, and data sources that you have to track simultaneously. Now, uh, Twitter is one place which kind of collates all of this, basis whom you're following. So uh, when I wake up in the morning, I have this bad habit of uh, looking up social media. 
uh, not because I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to seeing um, how many likes I've got, but first to see what the news is. So instead of opening a newspaper, you open a Twitter page to see what is the big news that, uh, that the people that you follow have been, have been tracking. Um, mm. And that, that brings me to the second point, which is a big, big important thing in social media of any kind, uh, especially in places like Twitter, is whom you follow. And, and over time, you have to curate that list of people that you follow, uh, learn to follow people you trust, um, learn to follow people who, who tell you and, and give you perspectives that you've not noticed yourself, who tell you something and teach you something that you don't know, who point you to the right data sources. And most importantly, people you violently disagree with as well. Because, yeah. you know, w- one thing we, we do tend to do is to stay in an echo chamber where we are only Definitely. listening to our own story. Absolutely. So, Anidya, also, you are also on Twitter. So, are you, what kind of people are you following, Sanidya, since you're a young person and, and uh, one of the few who actually really follow information on Twitter? What do you do? What's your strategy? Twitter for me is like a micro blogging website. So I have all the thought leaders, experts, politicians at my disposal. Mm. So I follow a lot of the politicians there, thought leaders, uh, experts like Anansar as well. For me, a lot of good information. The best part about Twitter for me here is uh, a set of diverse opinion coming through me. Now, as a student, I learn something in the textbook, but what the people out there are analyzing, how people are talking about the various scenarios building out in the world. So that gets me very exciting by looking at Twitter and uh, following. And ma'am, the best part about Twitter over here is there are a lot of sources which is not as popular in the public, but uh, there are various handles which give out information very fast. So I believe Twitter is also known for the speed at which it gives information. And uh, politicians like Trump, uh, I guess they are more active on Twitter than in any other social media. So uh, if a press release may not have come out of White House, but it's already there in Twitter. So that's one mm. thing to look out for. But ma'am, that's yeah. also an interesting point uh, that Twitter news spreads really fast. So that I think, you know, the authenticity of that and the, the accounts that you follow also ha- is in your hands in, in some way or the other. So the so you have to be sure of the accounts you follow. You trust those news sources. And then does it happen sometimes that you see a piece of news or information and it's so exciting and, and, and you feel like, okay, maybe I should share it or retweet it. How do you really stop yourself and check before you do uh, press forward? Oh, again, great question, Vinita. Yeah, I, absolutely. You know, it's a personal thing. Um, it, it's not. It's not necessary that you have to follow it. But uh, there are a couple of things which I definitely try and retweet or uh, forward, etc., and share, etc. One is if something is uh, entertaining, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I have this. Uh, you could almost call it a fetish for um, you know uh, videos of of. Uh, bloopers or or uh, infants playing with the animals cute uh, kind of you know or or nature pictures etc if there's something which gives me a, a peace of mind and, and it tells me it, it's a it brings a smile to my face uh, I, I i kind of uh, repeat that on information um, yes there one has to be a little more careful um, you don't want to spread fake news or you don't want to spread news which is uh, uh, uncorroborated to that extent um, if i see a good article which brings out uh, from a person whom I like, for instance, or a person whom I trust, which brings out aspects which I'd not thought of myself, uh, then I would think of retweeting it. But uh, if it makes certain claims, which I'm not completely sure of, I would want to check it again before sending it out. I think there are various uses of Twitter. Uh, One, as you said, is information, right? You're looking at perspectives. You're trying to get a sense of what's happening in the world by listening to various people, including people you disagree with. Uh, the second is a social aspect. 
you know, uh, for especially for, as I mentioned earlier, people who are slightly introverted or people mm-hmm. who are bashful, you can have your say on Twitter or on social media, choosing your words at your pace and have nobody interrupt you. It's, it's your space, right? I think that's a very important point. Yes, very important that we have a voice through that. At least you feel you have a voice. It might, it's quite possible nobody reading what you're saying, but at least you feel you have a voice and you're putting it out there. The, the, the only downside, of course, with all of this is, is the same problem that used to happen when people used to be called bookworms many, many years ago. Um, if you spend too much time on this yeah. and, and you're completely engrossed only in social media, that's obviously debilitating. Otherwise, I think, you know, on balance, information, social aspect and entertainment is, is a lovely mix that you get out from social media. And when you say social media, it is Twitter uh, is one place where you get a lot of news and information. But I have noticed and I was chatting with Park earlier about it is that other social media handles, which are very different from Twitter and how they were positioned. There are also some verified uh, sources of news like newspapers or agencies or big magazines have started putting out information in a very different uh, manner. And I'm talking particularly about Instagram. So have you guys noticed anything, Sanidhya and um, Part on Instagram? Uh, so ma'am, I started following uh, Faye D'Souza after she left uh, Times and yeah. she said that she'll be starting something on her own. So lately, she's been uh, posting news uh, in terms of posts and stories on through her Instagram. So, you know, at the end of every day, uh, it's like a daily synopsis of whatever has happened across the world. Uh, she posts it on her Instagram and I see a lot of people sharing it as well uh, on their stories or on their uh, as, as a post. Also, if you if you look at websites like The Guardian or The Washington Post, they have also brought in a similar kind of uh, an engagement where they, you know, they sent out news in the form of a social media post because, uh, of course, Instagram is not the place where people come for news, but they're making it so engaging and they're making it so colorful that people are being drawn uh, towards these social accounts as well. And these are the, I mean, the papers of the world. They bring you news from across uh, the globe. And ma'am, in terms of Instagram, ma'am, since a lot of our youth is already on Instagram, the best part about these uh, agencies and these newspapers, what they're doing, they're using very captivating point. images. Like yeah. the images I saw about the daily wage workers who had to migrate in these times of okay. the lockdown. Uh, that got me moving. And probably a, an article wouldn't have done justice to the problems they're facing. But the pictures which these agencies use get me to click that link which they have there and read more about it. It's a very good point, Sanidya. And Anant, it is worth noticing that Instagram is uh, or was essentially a photo sharing uh, social media platform where the whole emphasis is on people to share images or videos on very short, snappy captions. But it has suddenly, because it has so many young people, India, along with United States and Brazil, uh, are the three top countries by users on uh, Instagram. And since there's so many young people, suddenly all these... Uh, news agencies, so to say, uh, realize that if they want to captivate the attention of the youth, they have to be on Instagram. And so they are, it's worth looking at it and how they're trying to also package the information in such a way that it appeals to the young people. One is with pictures, like Sanidhi is saying, because it is a photo sharing app. Uh, but I've also seen that, like a part of saying The Guardian or The Wall Street Journal, what they're doing is they will just put one little picture and it is actually a text on a picture. 
and the text will carry like you were saying and that in the morning you get up you just see that one screenshot and it has got seven items on it and that's it or one bold headline and it it's very good of course if you are more interested in reading more you can go and read up but if you really need it a uh, authentic piece of news that's where you you can get it anant are you going to go to go on instagram also now or <laughs> so here is an embarrassing secret um, uh, as i said i'm technologically challenged i i, I am not on instagram uh, by <laughs> the way i do technology uh, i have an instagram id which my daughter yeah. created uh, many years ago when right. she was in instagram when she when she started off on instagram and she wanted likes on her photos uh, but stuff like snapchat instagram i'm i'm just not familiar with um here is my other dark secret dirty secret uh, i actually <laughs> use whatsapp a lot um, right. and and you know, whatsapp university is somewhere which uh, somewhere i thrive but you know the, the, i think the broad point is 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 right the point that you made neeta uh, look um, in today's age um, brevity counts right uh hmm. it, it helps to be able to get across news information data as quickly and as succinctly as possible uh people just don't have the time or the patience to go you, you have a such a bevy of choice available to read and to to look into uh you first need to get a taste of what what is involved where uh and then you kind of choose what you want to dig deeper into yeah, the fact is that there is so much of information overload nowadays and data overload uh you do need a capsule to give you a snapshot of what's involved in in each area uh, and 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 therefore give you the ability to choose amongst many many things vying for your attention yes true I, i'm an information junkie myself i love reading from wherever i can read but i just uh, wanted your opinion on this uh, and i will take both of your sanidhya and uh, anand's opinion on this i mean somebody can turn around and say look if there's so much junk out there so much misinformation why don't they just switch off why should i even bother what do you think sanidhya what do you think should we bother ma'am we i believe we can't just switch off from social media or all the sources because uh newspapers ma'am uh, in this age of very fast information newspapers i believe they the uh, information which they delay is a bit uh, late in the day okay it's the previous day's information so in order to have the latest information at your tips you we need to get engaged in some form of the media or the other like as uh, anand sir said about twitter uh, uh, we can get a summary through there uh, some other news apps also have notifications coming so i believe switching off is not the right uh, way to go about it but uh, again choosing the sources choosing what to read and from where to read it from is uh, the way to go uh, yeah ma'am i think i agree with sanidhya on this uh, i switching off from social media is is not i mean it's not possible uh, to do and it it because you get so much of information out there and it it's right at your fingertips it's easily available and it's just that the understanding of where to look for it is what i think is is a new age learning where do you go and how do you curate that feed uh, for example if if somebody wants to go on twitter today how do you curate uh, a feed where you can just get all the information you need to go about your day in 15 or 20 minutes so again that reduces the amount of time also that you are there on twitter so that i think is the new age learning um, and like anand was saying earlier that we open it in the morning and just look at our feed get a feel of what is going on maybe do it twice a day and get all the important information that we need to get we don't really need to spend so much time if you don't have to yeah that's that's the point because you don't you don't have to spend a lot of time you can only dig deeper if you want to gain information about a certain particular topic uh 
but the information is still out there uh, and accessible so for example uh, during this time uh, when we are in lockdown and most of the information people are seeking regarding the virus and what is happening across the world is through twitter because you have people you have reporters who are on ground across the world uh, in different countries reporting live and also in india if you see uh, there are the ministries uh, the local uh, district magistrate helplines and who are there on twitter their accounts they are also spreading information and people are going to these accounts to uh, gather information so you know if I, if if i were a newbie and uh, uh, there were some accounts that i could follow uh, then these would be the important accounts of my government of certain politicians of my local uh, authorities uh, and that is how i can curate a feed where i can get that information maybe anand can add to that maybe he can tell us what all to follow so great uh, points both by sanidhya and parth look uh, on the broader question that you asked uh, should you switch off or should you be completely open personally i think it entirely depends on you you have to take that call uh, I, i will not dismiss either call uh for instance you know parth mentioned about covid 19 um at a time like now when you have a lot of research happening on covid 19 including from the best of universities you know johns hopkins wow. imperial college um, mm-hmm. um and these are not peer uh, reviewed as yet uh, and so you're giving getting a lot of opposing kind of or or uh, contrasting kind of results coming out from different researchers just reading all of them without understanding what is right because you simply don't know just adds to the confusion I'll give you another example from my markets world, uh, and you know this, uh, Vinita. So th- th- there are some people who, for instance, who call themselves technical analysts. Now they, these are guys who look at the, the the shape of charts, the way prices are moving up and down, and then they decide what's going to happen next. And 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 the and the underlying theory that they follow is all information about about a particular stock or about a particular security is contained in the price already, and so they all they look for is patterns in the way that prices are moving. such people will actually shut themselves out completely especially the purest technical and analyst they will shut them out completely to any kind of information about that stock because they don't want to be biased by uh, against what they're seeing on the screen um okay. is is that right wrong i have no idea you you have to choose what floats your boat uh, it's entirely up to you here is what i would suggest to especially to young people allow yourself to make mistakes you know there'll be a lot of advice coming to you don't go on social media go on social media do this don't do that you choose for yourself what you want to do allow yourself to make mistakes don't be too hard on yourself you will make mistakes and you will find a rhythm which makes sense to you can i just ask you this that being informed in today's world whatever way you do it whether social media or you just get your daily newspapers every morning or you read a lot of books or magazines like the economist and get everything in a gist why is it in, important for people to remain informed especially for young people who are ambitious who are starting their careers what's your take on that success is defined in in so many in such a contextual manner and i've seen different people with very different lifestyles very different ways of learning very different ways of uh, managing i know what succeeded what what worked for me uh, i do have a need for being in control or feeling in, that i'm in control even when for instance in covid 19 there's precious little we can do to stay in control but you still want to stay in control so you you therefore seek out information you seek out knowledge and you want to learn a lot more okay even the most credible of sources sometimes can be misleading and i include government sources i include official sources uh, and and i've learned this the hard way so many times in my own markets uh, career uh, where you know uh, take the case of ilnfs the, the institution which failed in 2018 september 
or take the case of yes bank which failed a few or nearly failed a few months a few weeks ago um till about a year back there was no inkling that something like this is cooking right so so while you obviously have to trust some sources and 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 at least uh, uh believe that there is some amount of credibility around some sources you have to maintain that veneer of skepticism all around i think that's very well said anand that really uh, i was thinking while you were speaking that it's such a nice way to sum up this podcast almost is that we have to develop our own perspective as well we are looking at other people's perspectives reading about it discussing and maybe this can go on this discussion should not end here really i think i hope that this podcast makes us think about these things that what can we follow what should we believe and how should we develop this own perspective only one thing uh, i would like to know from sir and uh, even you ma'am that uh, how should we consume information in this age and uh, from where should we trust i mean okay analyzing information as it is coming that's something we should be doing but how should we gain that trust of for some person or how should we go about it it's it's a uh, very contextual yeah but i'll give one example you know one of the pieces which uh, i was working on and i was quite fascinated with it's a it's a, a difficult kind of an issue about how credible are the numbers that are there in our in our budget documents right this is the government of india Uh, and this is not just this government it's the previous government it's the government previous to that and uh, at that point of time i had to start with the assumption that i'm not going to take what i see in the government website for granted H- how do you go about doing something like this you you look for things which don't look right and you try and see if you can explain them you you also look for stuff which other people have researched which tells you that uh, there could be areas that you should be looking at more deeper i did find that there were some gaping holes in the quality of data which was being put out uh, in the budget documents it it wasn't just my work and i i have to quickly add that there was a whole bunch of us who were working on this um but we did come out with stuff which could have been which was being slightly economical with the truth now why is that important uh, unless you know the truth you don't know what problems you're actually confronting and therefore you're not taking the right steps towards in a, in a policy sense etc if you're tackling a big problem obviously you want to be sure that the data is is right if it's a minor problem and you know you can live with a, a bit of degrees of freedom as far as uh, the 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 quality of the data then it's fine you don't, you don't have to sit and check every last decimal point and i will just add a very quick perspective of my own to sanidhya's point about how do we trust what is truthful or not especially when we're talking about news is my view is something that i learned as a journalist is two sources two credible sources are saying the same thing then you make your mind up that and i'm talking about not uh, an opinion a fact something is happened you see one source saying something you just see if there is anybody else writing about it also or not more often than not if it is an important piece of breaking news then more than one sources of information will be there and then only can you believe in it and and ma'am adding to that i mean in, if if you're on social media and if you're reading opinions and if you know that there are people who are giving out their opinions but one also has to develop this ability to read uh, in between the lines read the uh, leaning the political the economic the social leaning of the person and when you're reading those opinions yeah. it is important to you know understand that they are coming from a particular point of view you do not have to accept it all and you do not have to debate it all but you can actually take out the points that like anand sir said that tell you and that teach you your gaps in the sense things that you disagree with and if those are genuine points i think there is no problem in you know taking that and accepting that 
Oh, that's nice. Very nice, Parth. I think you have brought us to the end of today's podcast on a very nice point about when we also ourselves become the purveyors of information, the source of information, and we have to be very careful about that. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us in this podcast. I think it is really good. I hope I can write it all down and put it out as an article, but I hope people would listen to this. Thank you, Anand. Thank you for your time. I know you're very busy. Uh, Sanidya, thank yeah, you. So thanks a lot, Pravinita, for arranging this. Uh, thanks, Parth. Thanks, Sanidya. Super points. Uh, lovely chatting. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Sani. Thank you for listening, everybody.